0: Acast powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend.
1: What do you do when no one else is watching? What do you do that makes you happy for no reason at all? What are you obsessed with? I'm Leslie Arfin, and I'm a writer, but I'm also a dancer, a painter, a vapor, a dollhouse enthusiast, and basically just an overall hobbyist. My podcast, Filling the Void, is all about what other people are fanatically into, We talk about hobbies, even if you don't have one. Listen to Filling the Void on Tuesdays on the Erios Network. And subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.
2: ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com Hi, Dave here. Before we get to this episode of The Cinemile, I want to tell you a little bit about our Patreon page. Patreon.com forward slash the Cinemile. It's called the Cinemile High Club, and you get access to a load of retro movie reviews, including E.T., True Lies, The Princess Bride, and you get to vote on the next one every month. And we do loads of TV reviews. We've re- reviewed Black Mirror. Um, Chernobyl all the Game of Thrones latest season so loads of stuff there it's like basically an extra bonus podcast feed which you can go and get access to for the price of a cup of coffee a month in fact coffee might even be more expensive if you're living in London Um, and as part of that you also get a shout out on the show for being so lovely and donating such as Sean Schofield Cullum Corcoran Jake Ward, thank you all. All of you, Neve O'Regan. Oh my God, so many lovely Irish names here. Ben Wilson, Stephanie Marsh, Adrian McGuinness, You must be Irish. Tim Matthews, Bill Kelmartin, Fraser Christie, Laura, simply Laura, uh, Johnny Keys, who we talk to a lot, and Verity Halliday. Thank you all of you for donating. One more thing before we get to this episode uh, if I know a lot of people are very sensitive about spoilers so the spoiler street warning comes a little bit quickly in this one so if you really don't want to know anything about Booksmart you're gonna you should expect spoilers from about the 21 minute mark and also a random uh, slightly drunk person just seemed to show up in the middle of this and join the podcast so enjoy that bye. Hi, Dave here, and I'm with my wife, Kathy. Hello. And you're listening to the Cinemile, where we walk home from the movies. Not uh, walking anywhere right now. We're in a, a busy pub in central London with the one, the only, Jarlath Regan. How Hello.
0: Hi, guys. Great to be
2: on the show. Thank you for coming. Also uh,
3: known as... Irishman abroad.
2: Well, yeah, I was about yeah. to, you know, thanks, no, I, not, thanks for in, inserting no, but, there, you know, I was leading up to that. But people but, uh, don't call know. me Irishman abroad. Oh, don't they? They just—that's that not the on name LinkedIn? of the podcast. No, <laughs>
0: no, I'm not. No one shouts is that, that at me in the street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah no. So Charlotte's podcast, uh, An Irishman abroad, is um, uh, been around a, quite a long time. Six like years, you're a 300 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mean, six, six years, three hundred episodes. Yeah. I mean, six years is a lifetime in podcast world.
0: Well, it's one a week every single week for those six years.
2: Do the maths, doing yeah. 300.
0: Yeah, so it's mad. I cheated, I know you it's just a long, did 300. It's a long time and a lot of, as you know, a lot of work and we just interview one guest a week. So... Yeah, it's just an awful so we just lot of time. to each
2: other yeah. It's <laughs> a little bit easier. You get amazed. So like, Jairnard
3: interviews people with, you know, Irish people abroad or people with Irish connections. And he yeah. gets the most amazing guests. So, like, as an example, the one I just was listening to today was, I love him, Barry Cohen who our viewers will know from, Dunc- our listeners will know from Dunkirk and recently yeah. in Chernobyl. Chernobyl, yeah. Um, but yeah, you've got amazing guests. So, like, who were your kind of top one, top movie-related ones?
0: Um, well, John C. Riley and Sarah Silverman were recently on. Uh, Nick Frost, um, Chris O'Dowd, Sharon Horrigan, big oh, friend of the show. Um, I guess Ashling B is blowing up. Yeah, you know, really and, is. Yeah, so she's in a new series with Paul Rudd. Um, is she? Which, yeah. And oh, uh, she's that. got her own Channel Four sitcom starting, and she spoke about that exclusively to us this week um, tons and tons of guests like from Terry Wogan to uh, Sir Bob Geldof and then loads of sports ones if you're into sport there's a load of really unusual stories and it isn't just tell us about the time you scored the goal <laughs> it's, uh, it's much more about how the hell are you a racehorse jockey with two ambulances following every race how do you choose that as a life? Yeah. And uh, how many bones have you broken? It turns out all of them oh my God. <laughs> You yeah. ask that's
2: what I like about your, your podcast. I think you're a good interviewer you put people at ease um, and you kind of you ask questions that I haven't heard before. which that's I a conscious
0: find... decision yeah yeah good never, never ever want to ask anybody something they've been asked before and I always want to ask them about the thing they love talking about. And you'd be surprised how few How many interviews you listen to where you're going Why are you getting to You must have heard them answer this before Right? With movie people In particular it's like I heard them give a brilliant answer on Graham Norton about this Whereas I think that's done now Let's
2: find out. Yeah, what movie was it that turned them on to movies? You could see it in their sometimes in their cold dead eyes (laughs) in the junket interview, you know, and you just know it's been the same. What was it like working with The Rock? Yeah, he's a great performer. Yeah, well, we
0: also have the luxury of time in the junket. As you guys know better than anyone, and the listeners know, it is five minutes, get in, get out, it's over, stop, you're running over, we'll never use you again. (laughs) I've been 55 minutes to an hour with everybody, and in that time, you get to expand, you get to talk properly like people, not somebody shilling or selling a thing, uh, which is just not something anybody really wants to listen. to it's a,
2: it's a better way to get to know someone. Yeah. And the way we like to get to know people is by inviting Going them to the cinema. <laughs> yeah. uh, so wait, this is because this is the first time we've ever met, yeah. and in yeah. five minutes we're about to go see a movie together. <laughs> yeah,
3: and you have to room. sit between us, no, you don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like...
2: and we all share a popcorn. Uh, those, those, those are the ground rules. we yeah. yeah. Get one large between all three. Yeah, of, of course. Us. We all get booster yeah. seats. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um,
3: two for me. <laughs> and we've been trying to get Jared on for ages, but we're trying to get you know schedules together with like kids and all the rest of it busy, And Jared explicitly wanted to see a coming of age movie, mm. which is awesome. And then Booksmart arrives.
2: Yeah, this movie is supposed to be very, very good. Yeah. Uh, directed by Olivia Wilde. I think it's her first one. Yeah. Um, it's and really it's cool. About a. Uh, I'm just going to get a quick plot synopsis off the top of my head for no Thanks reason. It's uh, two uh, teenagers in America who. Teenage girls. Teenage girls who have uh, just finished they've put all their attention into being book smart and uh, getting into the right college and then they realise that all their uh, peers who had been having fun the whole time while they had not been are also getting into colleges so I feel like it was a waste of time and they extent. Here's a question
0: for you, so you've already said this is meant to be really good Do you think that that makes it harder to enjoy the movie knowing that it's received critical praise going in
2: it certainly raises your your own sort of bar, yeah. doesn't it? And and that can work both ways because you know we went to see X Men: Dark Phoenix last week, and I was like, "This is oh, supposed you to be terrible." A turd. Yeah. yeah, and then I was it's better like, "Better than we thought." <laughs> that was okay, actually. So and yeah, it, also, can...
0: Spider Man was something you were looking forward to so much. Spider Man, <laughs> Spider Verse. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right? yeah, yeah. And me too. I was like, I am allergic to hype. Anytime somebody says, Yeah, this is the greatest I'll be like, I'll be the judge of that.
1: Yeah
0: <laughs> Anytime somebody says it, I'm immediately skeptical. Yeah, yeah.
3: And did it live up for you, Spider Man?
0: <sighs> it's I watch I went to it with my son, was is eight. Oh. And Lovely. like I I feel my eyes getting hot because at one point he just leaned across and grabbed my hand. Oh, and you just so like good this is all ahead of you guys yeah. that's why i'm saying we we the listeners need to experience you bringing your son to the cinema for the first time and hearing <laughs> his little baby review that would be really cute. Cool. let the listeners go on the journey of this of you educating this kid <laughs> taking him to see movies that are essential to understanding film I mean I would I'll subscribe to your podcast forever if you do that great. thank you
3: great yeah. we'll just bring Oscar well soon we will because we won't be able to afford babysitters anymore they're getting too expensive <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly he's <laughs> once to, he's old enough going to everything yeah. with us more fitting than he's named Oscar oh, it's fantastic I, I know both our dads thought yeah, that that right. was uh, deliberate oh, I I swear it was so to it it's not. but it was, but was awesome. either that or BAFTA but, uh, <laughs> you, you also you know. paint him gold every morning <laughs> Yeah. so
3: book smart so you wanted a coming of age movie we are definitely getting that Um, yeah so we know it's critically claimed doesn't mean it's good Um, i've got high hopes though particularly with these sorts of movies you know when you think of things like Mm. oh it's the last night to lose your virginity before you go to college or whatever like american pie or super bad i've got
2: got 24 hours
3: (laughs) (laughs) um they're always really male skewed and about men pursuing women so i'm interested to see the other side of it um, and to see how with a female director and two female leads they handle it um uh, reckons that one of them is Joan Hill Hill's sister. Oh, is that right. yeah. on the nose. <laughs> like,
0: uh, Spice Girls were obviously in London over the weekend. Now, I didn't go, and I couldn't understand why anybody went, right? <laughs> <laughs> My sister went. She said but it was really good in uh, Croke Park. Yeah, well, Ashlingby did say to me backstage at the 300th episode that one of the reasons why they love it and the reason why you love these movies about coming of age is because they happened in your life in a time, in a place, before possibilities and optimism was knocked out of you yeah. <laughs> it's true you, you thought that this is, anything's possible yeah. and this movie made it the vision of what your secondary school life I definitely Except enjoyed the more yeah.
3: <laughs> so I don't know about you but whenever
0: I watched a high school movie <laughs> As an Irish person. I always watched it going, Jesus, the weather is fantastic.
2: <laughs>
0: so jealous
2: of the yeah. sunshine. Honestly. And they get
3: dances and uh, like Lemon yeah. jackets. Yeah, it always looked so amazing. I just
2: assumed that Saved by the Bell was America. <laughs> like that's that it's was American. Yeah, me. yeah. I was like, Yeah, they're all Zach Morris. Clueless.
3: Yeah. I thought that was like, you know, a really legitimate portrayal of him of what w- women looked like in America. And yeah,
0: there is a fantasy yeah. side to it. And I think this is gonna be a bit grittier than that but we'll it's still the fantasy of growing up in America it won't
2: be like our real <laughs> d- dirty gritty <laughs> no, this, Irish upbringing. to be honest this
3: would probably be more <laughs> like the three of us in school really the whole book smart like not really doing much fun stuff angle at the start of the movie once they get into the really fun stuff with the end of it it won't right. be like well, let's, all,
2: let's all meet back here in two hours yeah. Yeah. and compare notes because I want to hear all about your childhood <laughs> we're going to go deep yeah. okay. we're going to go I'm the, the spotlight's now on you I'm going to yeah. go all Freudian and I want to I want, I wanna hear your coming of age movie <laughs> <laughs> alright okay we better
3: go because right. the movie started 20 minutes ago well, technically oh, okay. okay bye bye, bye.
1: the last day we got you through high school i
2: need to go over the end of the year budget numbers
1: can't we just graduate head off to college that should do it right we will persist
2: i can't hear you i can't soundproof glass
1: we have to go to a party tonight what nobody knows that we are fun we didn't party because we wanted to focus on school and get into good colleges and it worked but the irresponsible people who partied also got into those colleges i'm incredible at hand jobs but i also got a 1560 on the sats we haven't done anything we haven't broken any rules name one person whose life was so much better because they broke a couple of rules picasso he broke art rules rosa parks name another susan one. b anthony God damn it. Picture this. I'm a bag of... Put me to your lips. Hand sanitizer. Chat. Chapstick. Chap Mace. Listen, it is very important that you keep the safe. Oh! oh! Ah! Hey! A Don't touch your eyes. Tonight is your yes, night. Yes, yes.
2: Right, we just saw book smart. We are. Uh, we're not walking anywhere because we decided we had no destination to go to because we don't all live in the same yeah, place. Yeah, and I yeah. was
0: going to the nearest tube station, which is only a hundred
2: yards. It would been the shortest yeah. cinema yeah. ever. Yeah. Did you like the movie? Yeah. yeah. Okay. See yeah. you. Um Jared, what did uh, did you enjoy that movie? Did it did it meet the benchmark you that know, you had set?
0: You know what I really thought was all the way through it. I was going, oh my god! I was in this situation in 1999. (laughs) So it's 20 years since I graduated secondary school. And I was watching it going, I loved these movies at that time. I was obsessed with those movies. I wanted a Leatherman jacket. I wanted to, uh, to have a high school with that kind of culture. I didn't give a shit that there was a divergence of jocks, geeks, nerds and weirdos and smokers. I just wanted that. And I was watching this one going feel really bad that the parents put on that spread and the kids were like <laughs> we're not going to eat this like, you identify oh, with a different I, character I connected with the parents Yeah, going they must be so worried <laughs> about these kids, in short I enjoyed it but I'm someone else to the person that, I think this is a movie for teenagers I think that this is more so than anyone I've ever seen I think Olivia Wilde has made a great movie for young people today and I found it educational in that way and I found it eye opening I'm not sure I found it super super funny but it held me from minute one to the end and that is saying something I think
2: and it was one hour forty-five, which you know is it lengthy enough for a comedy? Lengthy so yeah, that is for a comedy. I'm yeah. just saying something, Kathy. How do you feel as a modern teenager?
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> You're right. It I do There's make a twenty-year age gap between me and Kathy. We've eh. never brought it
3: up <laughs> um, It's funny. I was trying to calculate. I was like, "What year did I finish secondary school?" And it was 2004. So I felt old as well, but what? So I, This movie did an interesting thing for me. So most movies I watch, I enjoy at the start and they lose me by the end. This had the reverse effect. So at the start, I kind of was slightly rolling my eyes and thinking, oh, this is so far, so generic. Mm. Other than I liked that it was two female leads. And
0: where's the jeopardy?
3: Yeah. And then it just it suddenly got interesting for me because A, I began to really buy the two leads as friends. And mm. what I really liked was the positive portrayal of female friendship because usually in these movies if you think actually to any kind of you know of the big teen movies like with female leads or so like Clueless and Mean Girls spring to mind this kind of horrible components of like yeah. girls giving each other makeovers or being awful to each other or like or like 13 with the like awful influences on each other this one was like really positive female friendships, so I really liked that. And then secondly, yeah. Olivia Wilde's kind of stylish director. There's some weird shit going on in this movie, um, that took me by surprise. I wasn't expecting, and I really enjoyed that stuff. And then I really enjoyed the fact that it was like really frank about female sexuality, which you never see in movies like this ever. It's always about the male sexuality and like male satisfaction. So, so that was really cool and by the end I was just really with the characters and I wanted them to have a really good night even though at the start I was rolling my eyes and like I've seen this a thousand times I don't care by the end I really did care about them so for me that was cool and I did it was not as funny as maybe I thought it would be but I did get a few laughs for sure Um, and I thought the cast was really good I really liked the cast
2: the cast was amazing I feel like I'm at a slightly different place to both of you which is interesting because we're coming at things from a different perspective because I was able to put myself in the position of the teenage girls somehow um, and, not, and I've never been one. But um, I related to everything they were going through. And not, you know, directly. I'd, uh, but I, the, I think this movie captures the sense of being a teenager like, very, very well in, in a way that only John Hughes can can kind of do. It's almost to that level for me. Like I, It captured that... Um, the, the nervousness and the tension and the unknown and the FOMO, the oh, so much FOMO. The and the, but the possibility and the longing um, and the disappointment and it, it's kind of it, it's a being the, the a teenager. That
0: I should be having a better time. Yes, drives the whole movie.
2: Yeah. yeah, that's literally And that's it. what
0: drives it's, a lot of your
2: teenage years. It's a destination. It's like the party
0: is somewhere. I don't know where it is. I've got to get there. Is a feeling I've had. Uh, secondary school, university, work, comedy, Edinburgh. You go to Edinburgh and you feel like, fuck, this can't be the Edinburgh Fringe. I mean, I'm sure you What's feel this. Next? Why? Where is? Yeah.
2: Where is everyone? Yeah, you know, I, I totally agree. It's the feeling of coming out of the nightclub and then you'd be like, "We'll find one more club. There's a better club around yeah. the corner." Not that I've had <laughs> that feeling in a or long that time. That either.
0: can't be what nightclubs are. What it, where <laughs> yeah, I was yeah, was yeah, a yeah. shit nightclub.
3: Yeah,
0: and I got it wrong, and and the, you know the the sense of the characters right from the word go is, oh, we thought we were doing high school right. Turns out we did it all wrong and the people that didn't really work that hard are getting exactly what we got, but they're getting the beautiful life experience of Which is, being wild. It's a
2: fun premise, actually. and it's, It turns it,
3: the traditional high school stuff on its head, and like, it's slightly yeah. taking the face that everyone in this school is apparently either going to Stanford or Harvard or Yale or whatever. Yeah. But it's funny to your point on um, that feeling, right? Because on Saturday night... I think it was Saturday night. We were sitting at home and the Isle of Wight Festival was on Sky Arts <laughs> and we were watching it. We watched Fat Boy Slim do this like amazing set and I was just like, I'm so happy to be watching this at home on my sofa.
2: <laughs> like yeah. I hate to be That's there.
0: Jomo. That <laughs> is the joy <laughs> of missing out. And that is something that I revel in now at 38 years old. That You don't since have to be there. You go by the the FOMO. Yeah, but you've believed that for this length of time and you suddenly see there was nothing. There was nothing there. Yeah. There is only your experience and how you enjoy it and that's beautiful and that realisation, I think is something you either need to find for yourself or have a kid and be forced (laughs) to get to.
2: I think we're there as well. And uh, yeah, that's a great phrase for it. And it's almost like...
3: Jomo, I never heard of Jomo. I
2: I think I'm there as well. And I I like to experience those things through by proxy, through others. So almost like watching those two girls have this awesome night of their lives was enough for me to recapture whatever that weird sense of being a teenager was. But I also agree with you, Jarlath. I was identifying with the parents, and but also I had this weird anxiety through all these scenes of like, how, how are they going to get home oh safely? God, you know, are they going to get? Are they going to get an Uber? Can I interrupt? Yeah.
1: Sorry. I know you're still filming, but you went to see Booksmarts, didn't you?
3: Yeah. Did you enjoy it? I'm sorry, did I walk past you? I walked up the wrong... No, you didn't. When
1: I was sat here earlier, because I was doing work, and I saw you interviewing this chap here, and you all said you were going to go and watch Bricksimals, and you gave the synopsis of it. Uh,
0: Oh, well Um, observed. You said, I'll have a go with that, did you?
1: Well, I saw it a couple of days ago. Ah, think. I wished I was sixteen years old. <laughs> <laughs> and that is it Don't we all? I thought it was yeah. beautiful. beautiful. I thought it was really good. Yeah, no, Did you enjoy actually, it? We just t-
0: commented yeah. on how beautiful it was. Yeah,
1: and a really nice, especially for girls on girls. I thought it was a beautiful, positive
3: movie. Yeah, really right? positive No spoilers though. No, but no lack. No, like you nice said,
0: spoilers. no, but no, like oh, spoil. aren't girls bitches? No, no actually, yeah. two beautiful supportive is, friends who slap each other in the face and say, yes. "You're no, amazing." and you're
1: a dick but you're still amazing (laughs) yeah But anyway I'm off to watch (laughs) i John good luck
0: luck. oh have fun it's really good
1: I've seen (laughs) it (laughs) already hello
0: (laughs) good example of a London person
2: having the crack with the Irish
0: there (laughs) (laughs) I'll have a piece of that
2: um, she did, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where I was, but I think I really liked it. And I thought it was... I, I got a lot of laughs out of it. I thought it was very funny. And I think some, when you mentioned the casting, was like these movies are made and broken by the people in them, really. Mm. The, and at no point did I yeah. have a sense of well, any of these actors who are probably 29 being not yeah. a teenager. Do you know?
0: Yeah. I, I had a bit of an issue with... The gay stereotypes; those are the only characters that Fair. kind of. I was like, mm. like I, they didn't have the pro like Stoner Dad. Like I was, that's you know that's not offensive to have a Stoner Dad yeah. who's like you know the president's actually a lizard. Uh, but they really had full-blown queens in here that like. I don't know I just think there's a better depiction of gay She'd men it was than lazy, that perhaps? well I felt or. like it was it's a, it's a movie that avoids the obvious on so many levels why go for this one why allow this one to sneak through the net
3: because yeah, the female gay characters were much more nuanced yeah. whereas the male ones were like really outlandish yeah that's like,
2: true, and and you know they you know they were in the drama society, mm. you know they, they these are all like sort of labored cliches in some ways but or or yeah, you know I mean, look, let's face, they were very are, funny. Though. there
0: are those guys though that's that's yeah. the other thing there are those gay men too
2: and it was um, um,
3: I actually was thinking that I agree with you on that the kind of the overtness of it, but I, I was also thinking, oh, the teen movies when we watched when we were younger, there was like no gay characters in it, and now you've got one of the protagonists is gay we've got at least two other gay characters and potentially more. And I thought that was in itself how progressive this movie is compared to the teen movies Mm. we grew up with. Well, I
0: think we're headed for spoiler street now because it just occurred to me that maybe the depiction of the overtly stereotypical male gay characters was to lure us into believing that another female character was a stereotype. Yeah. So we all bought she's gay, they have a chance yeah. of getting together. And we, we like, were the two of you as shocked as I was to see her in the pool kissing Nick?
2: Yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, that was good, it got me. Good
0: twist. Got me. It was me. a yeah, really yeah, good yeah. twist,
3: especially. So we're on Spoiler Street now. Yeah. Spoiler Street for Book um, especially because I was like, oh, this is such an amazingly liberating moment for Amy. She's like, shot as going, well. yeah, that was one of the scenes. Mm. I was like, I love the direction on this. She's like, first of all, I love. Um, oh my god. I'm that not spoiler
2: trolley. I'm not joking. <laughs> <laughs>
3: the last time I recorded in this bar, that drinks trolley kept going by. It was like a scene out of Baldi Towers. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I just love that. A, they kind of strip off and jump into the pool. And you can tell it's a female director because the camera's not lingering on anyone's mm. body, they're just jumping in and out of the pool. She's going under the water and she's like having this kind of sexually liberating experience and it's joyous and the music is amazing and she's like going through all these bodies and then we almost realise what's happening before she does and she comes up and yeah, the the girl that we thought was overtly gay was not gay at all because she was like a skater and they just made us believe she was going to be mm. um, yeah that was a brilliant scene
2: the mu- and it was a great scene the music in this movie is killer. brilliant what killer a soundtrack, soundtrack. Yeah. killer I mean I don't know who, who's responsible for that soundtrack I said it at the here's end but I didn't know his name g- here's my
0: problem with the killer soundtrack I, I, I think sometimes soundtracks I think someone... carry the load at yeah. times Like, there's certain movies in history that we can point to where they've used the music to kind of get themselves out of situations where there's nothing happening. You know, it's just, you've just made a little music video and slaughtered it in and made everybody in the cinema nod their head and go, Oh, I love that, love that. Am a really good movie? No, no. You just played a song you like <laughs>
3: you yeah. <It> can really <laughs> elevate a scene can it <laughs> and
2: spun the camera around and made them look cool it's uh, true it can get you out of a sticky situation but what I appreciated about this was um it from my perspective maybe this is just because we are, we are old as you pointed out I didn't know any of this music so I was like yeah,
3: I, didn't know any
2: of I instantly like wa- I was like I'm going to listen to this on Spotify tomorrow this mm. soundtrack did and I'm going to sit there with my headphones on just going yeah I'm a teenage Dead- girl Deadpool 2 <laughs> did you see Deadpool 2? Uh, yes did- yeah. David.
0: well yeah. that picture this song you know is kind of the it's nearly a cliched strut song now it's like yeah it, you, you walk in a room in slow-mo in a movie that's the song picture this I'm a bag of dicks put me to your lips I've never rapped on a podcast <laughs> but I just that. did <laughs> now uh, but like you say it, it works and it I think a high school movie needs a killer soundtrack yeah. if it didn't have the killer soundtrack you'd be like this movie doesn't know what the fuck's going on yeah. it, it it had me nodding in the chair it's going, part of
3: the genre like you need it for it to work yeah. and I think like the assortment of characters in this I did really enjoy and I just think yeah it was really interesting at the end as well when we saw that it was written by all women because I thought it was just it felt really like realistic and it felt like such a good portrayal of women and I particularly enjoyed because one of the characters as we said is gay one of the female characters I just really enjoyed seeing that on screen told out in a really understated way like it's not a big deal that she's gay she's not coming out she just is gay mm-hmm. and then she f- has a crush on this girl mm-hmm. Um and I really enjoyed that scene and I also really enjoyed her kind of semi-sex scene that she has towards the end of the movie because it was like really tender and loving and suddenly it was really silly and gross and I just thought that was really well played it
2: felt real and yeah. I think I totally agree with your point Her, the fact that she was gay was almost incidental you know she, that had happened two years ago she'd had her coming out moment everyone was cool with it exactly and it was just it wasn't about her sexuality it was about her virginity and we've seen this story played out and it was you know and that was the and that is what's instantly relatable because everybody has been there and it's awkward and terrifying and just like I mean this movie takes it to the extreme a little bit I mean what what did she drink sick was that what what it was what was in the cup what was I in the know. cup I thought a cigarette butt yeah,
3: oh is that what it was ball. okay yeah. I missed, wait, I missed and the this visual cue because the movie that came out it was either last year or the year before a movie I really liked Dave didn't see I don't know if you saw it, Love, Simon no so it was about so. um, oh, I, a young gay guy I
0: watch it Oh. And then knocked it off. Oh, right. As I've had that experience with Now TV on a couple of occasions. Oh, I don't you, like, know. Turn it
3: on and then just turn I, it off.
0: I, I, like sometimes, like Crazy Rich Asians, I threw it on. Just and I was like, so people say I should see this if I want to, you know. You know, you know, the certain movies you should see. Yeah, I'm finding it harder and harder to get through. It's these. harder to you're stick like, with them
3: unless you're in the cinema. But yeah. Love Simon had a, was a really interesting movie, and in that is the first kind of mainstream teen movie with an openly gay protagonist. So this movie now joins that league but the whole plot was about him coming out Mm. and in in and of itself was really interesting. But yeah, I think this is like next level on that. Um, It was really cool and I I loved their friendship so much. Um, I really thought they had really good chemistry together, those two actresses. And again, it blossomed as the movie went on. At the start, I didn't quite buy them. I felt a bit stilted. I do think the main actress, so the main actress, Beanie...
2: Uh, Beanie Bernstein uh, uh, Beanie oh.
3: Felstein, who Fels- is Jonah Hill's sister um, I kind of felt like if she wasn't and I don't think she was bad I think she was good if she wasn't Jonah Hill's sister was she in that movie and that kept ruining it for me oh uh,
2: that's not fair I know it's and not I fair I
3: planted that
0: seed because you I'm not even it. sure that is it is
3: because I just googled but it she, she looks she really like movie? him are you kidding me she's flipping amazing but that's what I mean and I know she was good I just couldn't help in my head then thinking Jonah Hill, super bad. Is that why she was cast in this? And I wish, I kind of wished I hadn't known because
2: she, she's also not it. a fluke. She played a similar role in Ladybird. Bird. Yeah. I'm not saying she's a fluke. Um, no, no, sorry, I'm, 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 I'm just incidentally. Um what are you saying would she be in this movie if she's not? I don't Jonah? know. I
3: just, my thought process went there, and then I couldn't like unpick it. So I wish. What I a, wish I hadn't known
2: Whatever whatever advantage she may have had in that regard She has yeah. more than proven her capability and talent to be in that space oh, Yeah you know? I'm not so, disagreeing I'm yeah. just saying
3: it was like one of those things And then the other actress she's, she's Dever Who played Amy also I thought she amazing. was really understated Like She was the less kind of interesting of the two at the start mm-hmm. And by the end she was the one I was really rooting really for Incidentally she looks exactly like our babysitter Megan Who often gets mentioned on this podcast and She looked really like her Megan doesn't even listen to our podcast.
2: Yeah, it's like, who's the audience?
0: (laughs) Just me. Do you want to save
2: that one for later? Or no, 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 hang on, hang tight. Twitter poll: uh, Go to at (laughs) the Cinemile on Twitter. Um, Does she look like our babysitter Megan? Yes or no? Uh, You decide, audience. (laughs) But you
3: get no photo. No, you get. You
2: don't get to know what she looks like.
3: Yeah, Um, but no, I just love the casting. And then, did you notice, like Jason Sudeikis? You know, he's married to Olivia Wilde. That's I... obviously why he got
2: cast. Oh, so you were sitting there picking apart the nepotism. <laughs> you were you were building a nepotism wall in your head.
3: Well, I was thinking, God damn, If I made a movie are... I'd cast, Dave. Get him a paycheck.
2: Or... He's not getting paid. Oh and yeah, he that's did you. it for free. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> Wait, so wait, I'm not getting paid
3: for this movie <laughs> that I'm doing with
2: you? Is Megan the babysitter going to get a yeah, role? Yeah, she's yeah. getting
3: paid. And um, also, I really liked the the grown up, the other grown up casting. So we Jason Sudeikis, Lisa Kudrow, and then the guy who plays MacGruber, Will Forte. Will Forte, yeah. So I really liked him. Them as her parents, with the, pan- the, I mean, with were, the panda. I they it was, was funny.
2: cameo, really. Wasn't the it? stuff
3: with the panda was really funny. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
0: Beanie, as I understand it, the lead you know, as brilliant as she was, right, We're meant to buy into the idea uh, early. She is the valedictorian class president that has never gone out, has literally never gone to a party throughout her entire high school. Now, I love that actress so much. I just think she's super cool. I think she's... She's so funny and she's so much fun Yeah. that uh, for me the block was not did she get this role because of who she's related to. For me the block was I'm not sure I buy that everybody sees her as boring. Yeah. I I guess I I came with baggage of um, uh, cool. n- bad neighbours. Her her appearance in that oh, where that she's uh, bad neighbours. Two, I think she's in the sorority next door. Oh,
3: you're deep into the Bad Neighbours universe. Well, yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, well, that is one of her... Uh, that was probably the role that broke Beanie Felstein And she's, you know, a, a college student, uh, a head case in it, who's high at times during it. And I don't know if I bought... Like it like, took me a while to get, or I don't know even if I did get there, that this person was boring. She's so she's also in her first scene, kind of moonwalking across the grass yeah. outside of her house, not in an uncool dancing. Yeah, it was
3: fun. They're yeah. good
0: dancers. They were. You know,
3: I was thinking though, I think what the barrier was actually when they were saying that she's a butter personality isn't that people don't think she's interesting or clever or funny it's that she's so up herself and I love that Uh, scene when she does like First of all, Dave knows this is my absolute fantasy to be in a toilet cubicle and hear people bitching about me <laughs> yeah, and walk yeah. out and confront them, all right? Kathy it's talks like, I live for I that moment. That. Yeah. I really want that. In
2: fact, everywhere we go, Cathy <laughs> goes into a toilet cubicle for up to 45 minutes hoping that somebody <laughs> like we know will. my dream, right?
3: And it's never happened yet, but like, I can live and hope. And when she walked out and like sassed them all and went, when I'm in Yale, you can do this. I was like, you go, girl. And then it really turned that scene on its head because each one of them... Was like, well, actually, if you'd ever asked, we're all going on to do these amazing things. But like, you're just such a bitch that you never did. And I thought, ooh. I wasn't expecting that and I thought first Yeah. That was a really good scene. Um that's not how my fantasy would play out because I get the sass.
2: Come right. on, let's play. Okay, no, so no 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 no, no, no. hang on. No, really so you're and in and the I, toilet cube, me and Jared I are how about, about that Kathy bitch, right? <laughs> Am I right?
0: No. You know what? You know what I don't like about Kathy? She always thinks people got parts in movies because of who they're related <laughs> to. I know, it's <sighs>
2: sickening. Oh, she she's, she's I think she's in that the cube. The toilet just flushed. Are we in the women's toilet? <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, this is not gender-specific toilets. This is the year two thousand and nineteen.
2: Sh- Kathy, are you in there?
3: Oh, never mind me. <laughs> that's mainly the Women line I'm going to use. and rip that's, us. That's my line. Never mind me. That's, that's your mind.
2: line. Never mind me. Yeah.
3: And then I finally.
2: Wait. So weapons. hang on. This is the biggest moment in your life. You've been dreaming about this for years, and you say, "Never mind me."
3: Yeah.
2: Never mind what? me.
0: When are you going to rip us?
3: No that's it And then I Oh off. so
2: you just Give us an you icy I An, an icy
3: stare Which
2: is what
0: she
3: stare. should have done In this movie Because then she lost it She lost all sympathy With her next play yeah, I, I
2: don't. I don't feel very sassed if you say never mind me. And it depends out. how awful
3: you were being about me. And then, but then she gets <laughs> to the party, and even the hot popular guy is like, "Oh my god, I've always wanted you to come to my party." Like everyone want everyone. It seems like everyone was extending like invites and wanting them to come, and they were just. She was such an asshole. I quite liked. She the, never went to. I liked
2: anything. that about the movie. There wasn't the uh, you know there wasn't the typical battle lines drawn between mm. the the cool and the not cool. It was kind of everyone was on roughly equal terms. Yeah. Yeah, well,
0: that that is one of the problems that people have raised with this movie. There's been a, a couple of things that have happened with this movie. One, it bombed its first weekend; did not do well. It's obviously going up against John Wick, and what was the other movie that came out that weekend?
3: Aladdin. I think it was Aladdin, yeah. Aladdin,
0: right? Really so that's a get. really bad time to release your offbeat kind of high school movie. Middle of the road. End of August, everyone's thinking about going back to school. Surely that super bad period. That, that's the period when I would have gone to see this with my wife when we're all on holidays and I'm going to get somebody to take care of the kid and we can go back to 1999. But the other thing that's been said about it is just how white bread it is. Yeah, it is it really is undiverse. very... It's not even the ethnic diversity. It's more the economic lack yeah. of diversity. It's rich, white, predominantly American... Teenagers in a very good school. Clearly, as you said, everyone's going to Ivy League schools. Uh, People have had issue with that in America because it's like scratching their head going, well, you know, there's a lot of diversity in this country, but Olivia Wilde has chosen to make a movie about rich American kids. Now, who's to say that's wrong? There can be movies about rich kids too, but it is a little what a lovely little bubble you all live in with no worries and your pools at your houses and your super cool teachers who uh, are getting you all into these incredible schools.
2: It's a fair point and it's a fair criticism. And I think the the high school movies set in rich schools tend to be these in the John Hughes types, which are a little lighter and fluffier, this is where the fun seems to be had and then yeah, This in,
3: isn't like 13
2: Anytime, Yeah, it's 13 or Moonlight or anytime we visit a um, a, a more working class school tends to be a, we, a bit yeah, Exactly, let's get rid of these poor kids, they're but no then fun Do you think, yeah. do you think <laughs> you know? like, to
3: flip that on its head a bit right, because what's been done here is really unusual to have this movie I mean, obviously like Amy Hecker- Heckerling did Clueless and like Tina Fey did Mean Girls, so it's not a genre without like, you know, big Big like hard hitting women making these things, but so this movie is directed by a woman, written by women, starring women. It manages to get all that right. It manages to get the the kind of surrealness right, and it manages to do for the female character. I think do a really interesting depiction of a gay female character. Is it one of those things where like women are expected to do so much more than men? Like no, I don't recall people criticizing American Pie because they're all privileged and playing like lacrosse. You know what I mean? And I think it's a wider criticism of of these movies, but I think it's unfair to level it at this movie specifically because it's kind of endemic of the genre.
0: Yeah, no, I'm very much just saying what people have said. Yeah, no, but it's really and interesting. I, to, I, you
3: did more research than us, so but thank you. I also <laughs>
0: do think that. Uh, you know while you say that they got they did great they got this movie about girls and you know that's the other thing people have said is Olivia Wilde came out and said you need to get out to see this movie if you want women to make more movies and women to be leads and the response to that has been a little bit the same response to Zach Praff having a Kickstarter it's like (laughs) uh, don't you try and guilt me Miss Millionaire Beautiful every opportunity at your feet to go and see your movie I'll go and see it if it's good and uh, um, like again I don't necessarily agree with any of this stuff but this is the criticism And as you say I wonder if some of the criticism is born out of a little high school jealousy of Olivia Wilde and her super funny husband who she could snap her fingers and go you'll be in my movie right Yeah. Uh, that there may be a certain amount like Look, jealousy. I mean, I'm jealous of
3: her. Geez, I'd love to be her Exactly, jealousy yeah. is a real
0: thing. And you know, I heard she's
2: Jonah Hill's sister. <laughs> <laughs>
3: she's Jonah Hill's aunt. <laughs> yeah,
0: but like, you know, yeah, you're like, you're right. Why does this movie have to do everything that too? Yeah, it's about a very specific, weird situation that two girls find themselves in, living in the kind of upper crust part of California.
2: Well, par- partly, though. It, it, it's systemic of the society we live in now, where because of globalization and social media, and ev- all voices are being heard now at all times, um, which is a good thing overall. But what it means is that our media is expected to be everything to everyone. Mm. Um, and the same thing happened to Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones didn't meet my expectations. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm going to go to Twitter and hate these two, hate on these two guys. So suddenly mm-hmm. it's like and also Twitter, uh, I'm, I'm picking on Twitter in particular, is, is uh, built on and fueled by outrage and finding outrage. Mm-hmm. So if you can find the angle um, that this thing either misrepresented someone or underrepresented someone, you go for it and you aim for the retweets and i'm being i'm being a, i'm being a little bit harsh um that's that's real then but that's par- it's partly and and that that can be used as a force for good or it can be used as uh, a force for of pointlessness where and where are the bad guys in this movie
3: i thought that i really enjoyed that there was no overt baddies everyone is just like doing that. their thing yeah but like
0: that's then if we're saying that this is a proper good high school movie there's where, uh, where is Ben Affleck with the uh, slapping board paddle for uh, Dazed and Confused <laughs> you know where Where like high school had its baddies yeah, it didn't show that. there's no well, it the baddies hot girl,
3: but then she ended up hooking up with but her yeah, exactly it, she ended yeah. up being
0: like cool and yeah. you know I think am, am, I, am I crazy Newbridge wasn't the only town in Ireland where there was like that guy will kill you yeah. <laughs> if you fuck with him like I remember seeing a fight where I was like stop you know there was like the jeopardy yeah. and violence we, the men uh, were very, um, very not on the radar of this movie the
3: men of this movie were even like you know all the straight men male characters as well were like hugging each other like all really affectionate like I wonder if the, the antagonist is actually our main character because she was awful. Everyone thought she was awful. And in the end, it was like her redemption story. Even her best friend was like, you make me do things I don't want to do and like you bully me.
2: So from their point of view, she's the villain.
3: Because she's horrible. Like all the stuff she says to them in the toilets, even though they've just been mean about her behind her back, but like all the way she speaks to them, like she's so dismissive of them. And like even at the, we open on her having this opening mantra where she's like, I'm better than everyone and they're all a bunch of assholes. But Mm. like, such
0: overcompensation. Right. She's the whole, Right from the word go, trying to justify why she made these ridiculous yeah. disciplinary decisions for her life, and why Enjoying. it's all worth Enjoying. it, and everybody else can go fuck themselves. Yeah. I mean, I. I you're I right. Don't I was know. wondering why
3: there was no kind of there's no obvious, but then maybe it's just because she's trying to steer away from the cliches, of like cliches of like the big bad jocks and the whatever. But yeah, yeah. No, it's def- I think it's definitely going to sit up there as a classic of the genre. As time moves forward, I think it's going to age well, yeah. Yeah. Just because it's quite different. And it is, I think, th- when you have two really Classics, interesting characters though. like that. Yeah, I think so. It's been a long time. Dave and I had a big debate on our Ladybird episode, but it's been a long time since you. I feel like a, re- a truly iconic teen movie has come along. And I don't know if it's because I'm just too old for them now.
0: Yeah, so Ladybird was similarly from a really small production company. Yeah. And... Again, very uh, burn, a kind of a slow burner mm-hmm. as well in that didn't really open strong but became and grew on word of mouth. Super bad, I think was the, the one before that and was the tail end of a kind of Judd Apatow wave yeah. of the kind of very last American Pie uh, ripple in the water yeah. uh, and I don't know if there's been a classic since that until Ladybird. Yeah. Does this n- take the mantle or run with the baton? I'm I think it
3: runs with it. I'd consider them kind of in a group together. But Wouldn't I you? think yeah, I would. But I think for me I enjoy I enjoyed this one more than Ladybird.
2: Yeah, but you're like, opening up an old debate yeah, here. We had, we had a big old fight about Ladybird.
3: But what I was think the
0: problem with the Ladybird? Just really quick.
3: you know what I can't even barely remember now? I just find a lot I, I found a lot of it just kind of dull obviously I love Sarah Sharon I think she's amazing mm. you should get her on your podcast um, but I don't know I found this more engaging and, and more fun I think
2: definitely um, more fun that's yeah. for sure they're very different they're very, very different, different movies movie. and, and I think I they're trying to privilege. do different things
3: I don't recall privilege being being leveraged at that, at that movie well, that, was, that whole insult. movie
0: was about Lady Bird being poor yeah. and pretending to be rich
3: True. but it was still a rich Catholic high school wasn't it And like but
0: she didn't fit in
2: it because yeah, she couldn't afford true. to go to an out yeah, her that. parents had right. mortgaged their house for her to go to college yeah, you know? yeah you're right that's why it, it, it is me. sort of skirt, skirting with different issues a yeah. little bit and, but, and this, is un- this is undeniably in a different field I think they, they're yeah. both they just closed up
0: the release of this movie unfortunately yeah. Yeah, I, so. I really think that we like here here we are I suggested we go and see this uh, weeks ago and I thought, this is going to be a summer hit. Yeah. But they've, nobody's, nobody's brought this up to me. Like I don't hear anyone sharing it. Or Actually, I went and looked for it because of hearing about this flack that um, Olivia was taking for it. And all I could find on Twitter was a lot of celebrity friends of hers saying, you've got to go and see it.
3: Well I've seen a lot of A lot of critics Are saying this is like One of their top movies Of the year so far So it is getting A good critical response But interestingly It's a Monday night Right at 7 o'clock And our screening Was nearly full
0: Yeah and there was
2: People there howling Yeah, yeah. there was a good vibe Good yeah, energy and, uh, Which which howling. Kathy almost ruined By um, <laughs> Oh we have to bring it up by, uh, <laughs> Kathy, <laughs> So me yeah. me and Jarlath. Uh, got there first row right. well, E 17, 18 and 19 <laughs> were our seats if you want to go and recreate this yes. uh, clap Clapham picture head. house so picture us the far left on, corner up. we're in picture house central we're in that's yes we're in picture house central um, so we're in the far left corner <laughs> of the screen the door is on the right Cathy <laughs> enters she has two options <laughs> she could do as me and Jarlith did and uh, down to the Walk. front of the screen. Down to the front of the screen and all the way around to get to where we are, which is the very edge of the Bear scene. In
0: mind, the row is entirely full. <laughs> <laughs> what does Cathy do? Twitter poll.
2: Does she, A,
0: uh, put her butt in the face of 19 people, <laughs> stand on all their toes, Sorry. make them all angry and receive dirty looks, or walk around the front like a normal human being <laughs> sorry excuse me uh,
2: sorry oh sorry <laughs> so I'm sorry. sorry oh so sorry, so, so sorry. Oh, oh is that your foot it's, it's no, just down there looked, because the door was
3: on the other side I thought oh this is I was like damn it this is one of those screens where there's only an entrance on one side and I was wondering why every single person was like sighing huffing refusing to lift their bags like glowering at me yeah, because <laughs> they knew you
2: had another option and chose to to,
0: you, to just you thought that they were just really in the high school oh, really, movie yeah. moment and I was so they were going to be mean I girls
3: you two were laughing at me it's so embarrassing oh, man. and I was like well, we co- it's range. the <laughs>
2: longest few like 30 seconds of my life just watching you do that <laughs> it's a one man play
0: it was absolutely riveting <laughs> was so to watch but I watched it like an episode of The
2: Office <laughs> through my fingers going she's doing it she's doing it she's doing it all 19 <laughs> I just wanted halfway through in my head the Curb Your Enthusiasm music <laughs> Started go bump, bump, bump.
0: <laughs> Except Larry would have got up and thrown her over the chair.
3: <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly, they weren't nice with it, and I did stand on a few people's bags or jackets or something. But anyway, yeah, it was mortifying. And I was mortified because I was like, "Oh, I deliberately booked an aisle seat so that like this wouldn't happen." And I was really cross about it. But anyway, it was, it was embarrassing. The perfect,
0: most high school <laughs> embarrassment moment to uh, to I'm just open. up. the lights
3: were down, so no one saw my shame. And All right, I think we're going to have to wrap up because, as we said, it's a Monday night, and it's. Ten to ten? Jared, I think you Yeah,
0: we're are. parents thank now. We're gosh. not
2: teenagers anymore. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, thank you so much for having me and uh, having me see this movie, which I think after you walk away from it, it's one of those ones that you'll you'll think about and enjoy even more. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. would... Uh, I think a good test of any supposed classic, Cathy, is would you watch it the second it comes out on demand? That's my question okay, okay. to okay. you.
2: I Maybe I not the would.
3: Second, but I'll no. definitely watch it again.
2: I won't rush to watch this again. But if uh, if somebody else threw this on, I would happily sit there and watch yeah. it again and enjoy it again for sure. And I will. And I'm happy to recommend this yeah. to people.
0: See, I think I would. And I I I was raising eyebrows at you saying it was a classic. But when I asked myself the question, knowing that my wife didn't come tonight, knowing that she's probably going to miss the release and it comes on, I will fully set an evening aside to enjoy this together you because like you go back, you go back to yeah. your teens with this movie and that's beautiful.
2: Yeah, and I and I think this movie might find a second lease on Netflix or whatever. Well, it's Netflix Lisa-like. is like, yeah.
3: Netflix, like it's really interesting in the last decade that like rom-coms and teen movies, which are so huge in like the 80s, 90s, early nineties, it's just a dead cinematic genre and Netflix have completely revived them. Mm-hmm. So Netflix, obviously we know did... Um, to all the boys I loved before was like their huge smash hit last year on um, uh, I was at, like a teenage like coming of age thing they've just done this movie called Always Be My Maybe which is like a smash hit rom-com for them they're taking over that genre they did that Rebel Wilson movie which was um, we oh, really was enjoyed yeah, yeah. Um, anyway it's it's become the domain of Netflix so I'm just pleased to see what in the cinema but then it's really sad because like to Olivia Wilde's point it's not doing well mm. so people are lamenting the lack of ne- this and I
0: think that's the other thing is people are going well we, I don't think Olivia Wilde's going to struggle as yeah. a result of this not doing well. Yeah, like I, maybe if it was an unknown female director, yeah. people would be like, "Get behind this," yeah. and you could make that call. But she is going to go on and do. Yeah. Great, things. and I think though, I
3: mean, there's no way. Like, I know it didn't do the opening weekend they wanted to, but worldwide release, there's no way this movie's been making a loss. Like, it wouldn't have been an expensive movie to make, and like this, I, I w- can't imagine it making a loss. I
2: think yeah. it, ca- it came in under what it was tracking, though. Yeah. So it'll be considered a disappointment from the studio's point of view, yeah. But for, yeah, you're right. From from she's getting critically uh, acclaimed so you know she, she'll she pick up another indie project no problem
1: yeah.
3: she'll yeah. get a Marvel movie now or something exactly. they love don't, the don't, any, don't anybody the worry
0: team? about Olivia <laughs> yeah, yeah. um, so they're saying here that the budget was oh, Wikipedia 6 Live million Research. and the box office so far is 20.1 million yeah. so
2: that's a hit yeah but you have yeah. to factor in marketing and also uh, Jonah Hill's costs for referring his sister uh-huh. <laughs> he gets a, a kickback yeah.
3: and um. Jason Sudeikis gets 10% of all profits um, but yeah we need to let Charlie go but thank you so thank much, you so much um, and have you got any exciting upcoming guests you want to talk about or not well yet?
0: go and subscribe or listen nice. to Irishman Abroad we have um, what's the next movie one we have coming up well look you know what there's just a ton in the archives so just go back and enjoy those Irishmen abroad and uh, yeah thank you so much for having me on
2: yeah thanks Uh, and also subscribe to us if this is your first time listening Uh, there's loads more of our episodes we're at the cinema on all the social thingies Um, and uh, we forgot to do our Patreon plugs so I'm going to do that at the beginning of the episode so you'll have already heard it and this bit won't make any sense Uh, thank
3: you to our Patreon subscribers we love you guys okay bye bye
2: Good morning, winner. Take a deep breath. Visualize the mountain of your success and look down at everyone who's ever doubted you. Fuck those losers.
0: Fuck them in their stupid fucking faces. ACAST powers the
2: world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend.
1: What do you do when no one else is watching? What do you do that makes you happy for no reason at all? What are you obsessed with? I'm Leslie Arfin, and I'm a writer, but I'm also a dancer, a painter, a vapor, a dollhouse enthusiast, and basically just an overall hobbyist. My podcast, Filling the Void, is all about what other people are fanatically into. We talk about hobbies, even if you don't have one. Listen to Filling the Void on Tuesdays on the Erios Network. And subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. ACAST helps
2: creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere.
0: ACAST.com